members. I'm Kate. And I'm Ariana. And welcome back to a very spoopy episode. Happy Halloween. I hope everyone's having a good Halloween and have been celebrating all month long as Satan has told us to. But <laughs> this week is very special, not just because it's Halloween, not just because it won our witchy poll. I saw that you named it the witch witch poll, by the way, which fucking <laughs> cute. Yes, I love that. Fucking cute. <laughs> it was Suspiria, which won, obviously. And then what else was on the poll? The Wretched. Oh, that's right. Is the one that I wanted to watch. Not just you. Because it's so scary. We had a couple of people who were like, ooh, Wretched, Wretched, like gunning for Wretched. Yeah, it looked really good. I've never seen it. What else was on there? Practical Magic. Was that on there? Because I was yes. getting... <laughs> Yes, and Witches of Eastwick. Oh, yeah, both classics, but... Uh, I really wanted Witches of Eastwick to win. Honestly, we're just going to have to watch it on our own. And I know. To be frank, I think we're going to have to watch it on our spooky Salem trip because, guys, first of all, I don't know if you heard, but Ariana and I are witches. Yes. That's the first thing. Two, we're going to... Our, we're going on our pilgrimage to Salem, um, along with 8 billion other people this time of year, apparently. Yes, 8 billion other witches. <laughs> That's right. There we go. That's a better turn of it. 8 billion other <laughs> witches crowding the streets. Ah, thank God I'm boosted. And we're going to have a very witchy good time. So I was super excited that we got to do a witch poll and that Suspiria won because I have never seen this movie. Have you seen this movie? Wait, really? Have you seen this movie? I had not. Okay, Honestly, okay. I thought you had seen it because I knew that you were excited to watch it. So like, I okay, here's the thing. I have never seen Suspiria. I haven't seen the remake, but I've had it recommended to me like a lot. Really? Um, yes, especially like my friend Max recommended it to me. Max, if you're listening, thank you. I finally did it. Um, Carly recommended it. Uh, and then a bunch of people who I work with actually were like, oh, you like witches and horror movies and uh, bright colors? You should watch Suspiria. Wow. But I hadn't seen this movie, but I had seen another movie by the same writer-director, which I'll get to. Oh, really? Just like by coincidence, very identical styles. But we'll get there. I'm not there yet. Uh First, I just want to give a, like a quick teaser, like a quick taste for Ooh. the people who have not seen this movie. Um, Ariana, if you had to like, if I, I'm going to give a teaser, I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot and you have to do it <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have a couple right here. Okay. Let's do it. All right. An American ballerina mm -hmm. joins a prestigious German dance academy only to discover that the school is a front for witchcraft after the death of several dancers. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Wait, here's another one. Black Swan meets Phantom of the Opera meets Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. No, not the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> it's so funny you said that because one, I have Chamber of Secrets written on my little notepad here. Do you really? Yes, I do. I also have um, something something similar, if you can read it right there. And it says, Carrie meets fame. Oh, that, yeah. That was my vibe. <laughs> The whole time I was like, this gives me Chamber of Secrets vibes. Mm, why do I want to go like get an owl and pay for things in galleons? <laughs> but we are going to talk about Suspiria, the original, the 1977 movie. We're not going to not going to talk about the 
Um, remake, not too much because they are different. They're very different movies, actually. Yeah, that's what I hear. I haven't seen it, but I really wanted to watch the remake before recording this with you, but I didn't get a chance to do it. But it looks amazing. It has Tilda Swinton in it. And that's I know. like enough, like say less, like I'm there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, it doesn't have the colors. Like it's all like gray, which I know they did on right. purpose. So first, before we go any further, I do want to give like a very quick spoiler warning uh, for the 1977 Italian, the original Suspiria. We're going to talk all about this movie. And if you're not familiar with this type of movie, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in detail. But it's very much like a mystery type movie. So this mm-hmm. is one that I wouldn't necessarily want spoiled. And I don't say that often, but right. I think that you can enjoy it knowing what's going to happen. And honestly, I think that the spoil part of it, it's it's a pretty common understanding about, you know, what this movie is about. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's very like, <laughs> yeah, that's where I thought it would go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all knew where this was going. It won the witch poll. I was like, there will be witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> the spoiler is that there's witches. That's, and... that's the whole spoiler. <laughs> Literally. Um, and I, I am going to talk a little bit about... Um, film genre that I have very specific genre picks for this movie. <laughs> do you? Oh, yes, I do. And then I'm going to talk about the director and the co-writer, um, Dario Argento. And then uh, Thomas De Quincey, who I I didn't read. I didn't watch the remake, but I did read some of the source material um, for the original Suspiria because that was more interesting to me. But it's 76 pages long, so I, I wouldn't. I didn't. Fin- <gasps> I didn't finish it. I didn't, oh my god! I did not finish it. I just read a little, a little chunk, a little excerpt. But it sounds, it sounds really good, and I'll talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about what makes this movie so, so special. Um, the entire mm-hmm. genre of giallo, which is like a, like it's a specific Italian cinema horror genre, and how that was foundational for the American slasher genre. We're going to talk about all that, but. First, it's time for club bulletins. We got to go through our bulletins. So Ooh. let me shuffle my papers. Does that sound like <laughs> shuffling? So first off, welcome back to all of our club members. We're so excited that you joined us on this very Halloween day or night. Um, and second, welcome to people who are just now joining us. You picked a really grand time. Um, it's feeling spooky. It's feeling witchy. And we are all about that energy. So we hope that you guys are too. And then just a quick shout out to the people who voted on this movie. We got a bunch of suggestions from our Instagram where I will put polls out just kind of catching a net <laughs> for what people are interested Casting in. Casting a wide a net. A wide net. I was like, witches, let's go. And I caught a lot of fish. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I caught a yeah. bunch of fish. You guys love witches. And <laughs> then I picked a few of them and then those go on our Patreon poll for our people who support us on our Patreon. And those are our club members, our club officers rather. Um, so yeah, if you guys are interested in voting on the next movie or you're interested in just having a cool place to chat um, with us and with the other club officers, or if you just really like paying dues, then go on over to our Patreon. You can find it on our website, nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. Uh, but I think we actually do have a couple new club officers this week. Yeah, we do. We have James. James. It's not the same James, is it? Did we already talk about James? No. Well, there, we've already been. I've been punked once by a James. Oh, really? Yes, by the one who was. Oh, James Bell. Yes. Uh, this isn't no, James. It's a different Bell. James. Okay. 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 No. All right. Different no. James. All right. He can not stay. Not James Bell. <laughs> we have Alexander. Yay, Alexander. And I don't know if we've already announced this person, but 
Um, their name is Press the Green Button, which is a great oh, name. Oh, I love, yes, Press the Green Button. Yeah, I've chatted with yeah. Press the Green Button. I think that they voted for Suspiria, I'm pretty sure. Oh, good. Yeah, good choice, nice. good choice. I, yeah. I didn't vote this round. Did you vote? Me neither. No, I, I don't really vote anymore. Yeah, I, d- I don't typically vote unless I really don't want something to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I absolutely, Please, God. I exercise yeah. my club president, right? I vote. <laughs> but this one, I was, I was going to be happy regardless, but I am really happy that this one. So shall we just get into it? Yeah. All right. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Let's go. Because I don't, I think I, I never actually know if you like the movie or not. Because you play, <laughs> you play it so cool. <laughs> and you'll just be like, yeah, this was great. Yeah, I agree with you. At the end, you're like, that fucking sucked. And I hated that it. That fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and vice versa. Yes, that's with you, not with me. Yeah, you yeah, also yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, I had some qu- I had some qualms. <laughs> 11 out of 10. <laughs> was depressing. Will watch again. <laughs> Will watch every day. This one's a little depressing. So I have a feeling that you like it. It's, mm, yeah. it's a little depressing, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So film genre. Op- there's like a, there's an obvious genre, and then there's, you know, the ones that I pick. So I have an obvious genre, and then I have a genre that I want more of. Okay. That I think this classifies as, and then a genre that I want less of that I think this also classifies as. So. All right. Giallo. Let's see if we pick the same one. I bet we did. So Giallo. We first have to talk about Giallo. So Giallo are movies that are essentially it's specific to Italian movies and it's essentially murder mysteries that were inspired. Oh. Yeah, so they're they're all these murder mysteries that are inspired by these like sort of um like these pulp novels that were sold uh throughout Europe and they were in these they're these cheap yellow paperbacks um <gasps> which is why they why it's called giallo cuz I I've taken exactly Wait, Can you spell that? Yeah, it's G I A L L O. Oh, okay. Which okay. is you might recognize as the Italian word for yellow. I recognize yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, not because I've taken um, the Italian Rosetta Stone, which I have. I recognize that from a Nancy Drew game I played <laughs> when I was... The one that you were in? <laughs> no, I wish. This one was set... <laughs> that one was set at a boarding school, which ties into something later. Um, this one was set in Italy, which was fine. Oh. But I had to yeah. learn how to say yellow. <laughs> mm, got it. And I was like, wait, I know that. And that's because the books were yellow paperbacks. So um, cool. Jello are typically like murder mystery horror thrillers. Um, and it typically <gasps> has like a mysterious killer who isn't identified until the third act. And they're trying to figure out who it is. Um, it, it was it was developed in like the 1960s, but it really peaked in the 70s. And this movie is obviously 1977. Um so, yeah, that's what Giallo is. But as Americans who might be unfamiliar with Italian horror movies, it's just important to note that this type of film was like the direct predecessor and a significant influencer of the American slasher film genre, mm. which came after. Wow. That's so cool. I, I kind of feel like a dick for not knowing that, but I do. I didn't know that either. I know, but I do feel a little bit cooler and a little bit like more pretentious that like... Oh, um, culture. I'm very cultured. I watched that movie and it was dubbed. So hair flip. <laughs> this one was dubbed, but it was like horribly dubbed. dubbed. Yeah. I was like, yes. what is going on with this audio? I will say, okay, I have a lot of good things to say about this movie. The dubbing is not one of the good things I have to say. Right. And I looked it up because I'm like, same. Like it very clearly was like done in like post post production but it was disorienting because whenever the english speaking actresses were talking they weren't speaking in english with subtitles they were still speaking italian but their lips were moving even worse 
Yeah. Like even more mismatch, which is fine. But the Italian people who are speaking seem like they're being dubbed from German or something. Are they is it are they speaking German and really? it's dubbed in Italian? I don't know. I can't figure it out. It confuses me. And it's all I see. It's all I can focus on when I'm watching this movie. It's a little Same. distracting. And apparently that was like very, very much like the style of what they would do in Italian cinema back in like the 60s and 70s is it would just mm. dub it terribly. Gotcha. Yeah. It was a little disorienting, but you get used you to get it. You get used quick. to it. You're like, all right, this is how it is. Once people start getting murdered, you pay attention to other things, which happens right. very quickly, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. The first Real scene. fucking quick. So good. I can't wait to talk about the first death. It happened yeah. literally in the first 15 minutes. I wrote it yeah. down. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the obvious genre, Giallo. That's the obvious one. But the one that I want more of, I alluded to this already, but boarding school horror. Yeah, that's a good one. More boarding school horror. Boarding schools are fun. Again, Harry Potter energy. I was going to (laughs) say Harry Potter. What else can you think of? Not enough. And that's that's, why I'm putting it. That's that's why (laughs) we need more right here. And then I have what I want less of, which I have. I can list plenty of these. I don't want to, but bug horror. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's always megat horror. There's always a bug scene in any movie that is witch themed mm-hmm. in in any movie. Especially back like if it's 80s or later. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think there's some sort of obviously there's some sort of link with witches and vermin or whatever. Yeah, for sure. So which is interesting because witches, you know how witches are associated as like holding brooms. Yeah. That was because witches like to keep their house clean. And so they're always sweeping because a lot of a lot of witches, just a heads up, a lot of witches in history were actually very, very wise women that freaked people out um, and were saying crazy shit like, hey, I think that if you keep your house clean, um, you'll you won't get sick. You won't get the plague, mm. which mm-hmm. is literally what they said. They weren't like all about germs, but they're like, I know if I if you keep the house clean, the rats won't come. And then you won't get sick. And they're like, burn her. What? <laughs> so, yeah. So that's how um, witches so are So it's like the opposite. Exactly. Exactly. It's again, y'all, y'all were not paying attention to what the witches were saying. <laughs> and now we got to curse you. Now we are going to throw maggots at you. Now we're pissed. Now we're angry. <laughs> we're angry and we're dancing. So those are my three. Did you have another one? I got one? one. Hit me. I got one. Ballerina horror. Yes, it is ballerina horror. Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already said another one. You did? Shit. Phantom. Phantom of the Operas. Not horror, but horror elements. It counts. And it's musical. We referenced, we referenced a musical yes. every episode. Obviously. Wait, I have more. Okay. Hit me. Do you remember that Halloween Horror Nights house that yes. we went into together yes. that was like ballerina puppet themed? Yeah, I fucking love that horror house. That one was my favorite horror house I've ever been to. Really? And I think about it frequently. It's so good and we can never go back and it makes me so sad. I know, but we have the memories. We have I went the in memories. it multiple times because I went with whoever I was with and then I went with you. And so I went twice in a row and it was amazing. Oh, I have a house that you wouldn't have liked, which is one of the Horror Nights houses that I went to <gasps> last week, y'all. Wait. What was it? There is a freaky house. Oh, really? Yeah. There, I didn't know this. There was a combination freaky and Blumhouse. Um, freaky and Black Phone. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. <laughs> uh, and listen. Wait, tell me about the Black Phone Okay, house. so, guys, if you, if you guys are unfamiliar, we're talking about Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, the one in Florida, which is objectively better than the one in Hollywood. I'm sorry if you can only go to the one in Hollywood. It's just true. No, Hollywood is good, too. I've seen videos of the ones in Hollywood. They're, like, high-value production. They're... I, 
pretty sure because my brother's going just went yesterday and they have fewer houses just because it's smaller. They just don't have as much space. And mm. they have a lot of the houses that we had last year. Oh, really? <laughs> so, not all of them. Not all of them, but some. But I do want to go to that one eventually. But we go to the one in Florida because we want to be sweaty and miserable the whole time. And drunk. And drunk. Don't forget. <laughs> just hordes of drunk goths just stumbling around. God, it's great. It's a great time. <laughs> it's a really good time. Y'all should go. Blood bags. <laughs> yeah. Drinking out of blood bags. Drinking ghoul juice. <laughs> Man, it's a real good time. I'll post photos. Really fun. But they had a house that was the freaky house. And it was like. I was I screamed because the first scene is my favorite death from Freaky, which no spoilers like it's a a lot of people die. It's a slasher. The bottle in the throat. Oh, is really? Featured in the house. Yeah. Like immediately. Did they have a dummy with a bottle? Yes, in the they did. They yeah. had a dummy with a bottle slammed in the throat. That's good shit. Good shit. <laughs> they had giant Vince Fawns roaming around. <gasps> That's so good. It was really good. They had the Lodola. But the girl is the. Like, I mean, the girl is the... Yeah, but you have to find... Yeah, but she's not wearing a mask, so that's harder to character mask. They do, though, and they have, like, Mm. the saw scene. She's wearing the red leather jacket. (gasps) Yeah, It's so good. And we got stuck at one point, because if you guys have been to these houses, it's very much like a conga line. You all kind of go through. They don't send you through in bursts, because there's a billion (laughs) of you. Um, So sometimes you get stuck. (laughs) Yep. Which sometimes is fun, um, and sometimes it's super not fun. Like, whenever I was in the poltergeist house, and that clown puppet which literally i was afraid for, afraid of from childhood <laughs> just hovered next to me like touching my hair while i like screamed into my hands <laughs> they all target kate because she looks like a child it's hilarious <laughs> to witness. everyone's wearing and i was talking to one of my friends today because i am like i'm a goth on the inside but on the outside i'm like colors yeah bright blonde and pigtails pigtails so they come after me real hard but yeah, yeah. there was that but there was a, a part where i got stuck in the conga line which is a part of the movie where they're chanting and it's like the ladola chant and it, and it was me <laughs> yeah. and like this gaggle of other people in front of me all like chanting something 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 ladola something something ladola wow <laughs> and we just chanted for like 60 seconds from Freaky. That sounds so fun. I was like, I am so glad that I prepared for for this experience by watching Freaky for the club. Wow. Wait, no, tell me about the black phone part. Black phone was really fun. Um, A lot of masks. Okay. Being featured and uh, that's about it. Got it. I mean, that's all you can really do. A lot of, (laughs) a lot of black balloons. Well, I will say there is a guy, there is a a grabber who came up and had like an aerosol can. Oh, God. Just sprayed air and like just sprayed it in your face. (gasps) Oh, that's a good one. I didn't like it. It freaked me out. Yeah. Oh, God. That's horrible. It was horrible. But it was great because it wasn't two mixed houses. They had like first part of the house is freaky. Second part of the house is black phone. It was really good. Yeah. It was good times at Ridgemont High. I'm jealous. I didn't know that was there. I didn't either. This is going to be one of the first years I didn't go to Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm super regretting it. Bro, there was also a Chupacabra house. (gasps) No way. Wait, they've done that before, I feel like. No, they have not. I looked it up. Mm. And that was one of my favorite houses because they had these gigantic... Okay, if you guys want to go to Horror Nights and don't want anything to be spoiled, just like skip forward like... 15 seconds. <laughs> We've already spoiled a lot, but... Uh, just skip forward. Keep skipping. Just keep skipping. Um, they have these gigantic puppets, like <gasps> gigantic chupacabra puppets that like move and jump out at you. Oh my God. Which is a mechanic that they use when they had the very famous American Werewolf in London house that was so good that they brought it back like two years later. <gasps> so it looked really fucking good. And because I had prepared for this with our chupacabra rougarou episode, I was like, 
none of this applies because this is not accurate to folklore. (laughs) Yeah. But it's fun. But it's fun. Well, the accurate to folklore is like, and then it's just a mangy dog at the end of it. It's like, okay, all right. (laughs) It's your neighbor's dog. It's just, oh, and and you all have scabies. Welcome to the Chupacabra house. Right. (laughs) Let me just say, I am such a big fan of the new trend of haunted houses having people on stilts and oh my god yes very larger than life like demons and people like swinging from you know above i like that it's all height related yes because that is terrifying like yes i feel like the last few houses over the last like couple years have been like people on stilts like above you like Oh my God, so good. I had some guy scared me so bad that I slammed my head against the back wall. Because <laughs> he came swinging on a noose oh, shit. from really far up and came swinging at me. And like literally, and Wait, I a person? A, a person came swinging at me in this house and I screamed and jumped back. And liter- and I was like, I know it's not just, I know I jumped back really far and like hit my head. I'm fine. Just a little Horror Nights concussion. Oh my God. Nothing that yeah. some ghoul juice can't help. It's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> Let's do shots. <laughs> but I was like, Nick, I swear that person almost touched me. And he was like, yeah, they almost, like, they definitely would They don't care me. now. They're like, they I hope you're booster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally last year was all plexiglass and like you could tell where all the oh. scares were. And this year they're like, nope. Hope you're boosted. Damn. I should have fucking gone this year instead of last year. Dude, I tried to get you to come. It was amazing. I know. I just didn't have time. My stupid brother had to get married stupid, this month. Stupid, dumb brother. Ugh, that's so Congrats dumb. to my brother. Congrats or whatever. We're really excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> you could have brought oh, him. Man. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, back to, back to Suspiria. <laughs> back to Suspiria. Wait, I have one more. Oh, I have okay, one okay. more example of ballerina horror. <gasps> ballerina, that's right. It's very obscure. Only some people will get it. And I'm not going to spoil it, but it's from a movie, Cabin in the Woods. It was a part with a yes. ballerina. That's all I'm going to say. It's really fucking cool. Yes. But there's something about ballerinas that freak people out because they're like they move weird. Linky and beautiful, but like scary and awkward. I love it. They make me. I just that scene from Black Swan where she like pulls off her fingernail. Body horror. Yeah. Body horror. Right. Disgusting. Yeah. Ballerinas are scary and they're kind of scary in this movie but they're beautiful too and i think it attracts people they're intense and disgust people yeah they're real <laughs> intense because these are people who are like i'm gonna give absolutely everything my entire childhood mm-hmm. everything to yeah. this art right and then you turn 22 and they're like get out and then you go through puberty and they're like you're too fat they're like you're the you're <laughs> the you're the madam or whatever that wears a bun and like slams yeah. her stick down again phantom of the opera <laughs> yeah you're exactly. madame jiri now get back there <laughs> that's all i got okay i think that that's i mean i gave you literally nothing for boarding school horror i'll think of it later <laughs> <laughs> boarding school horror maybe bly manor there's a boarding school yeah ish i'm rewatching bly manor now that's the only <laughs> i'm rewatching hill house yeah. again <gasps> yeah and i'm rewatching midnight mass good yeah Midnight Mass is a if, good one. If you guys aren't um, on your Flanagan rewatch game, y'all need to hurry up. It's almost over. That. It's almost November. Yeah. Just kidding. Year round. Or just sit down one day and just bang it out. Let's get it done. Yeah. We need to cover Midnight Mass for sure. Oh, yeah. I guess you guys haven't done that. But you did Blind Manor for sure. Did you do Hill House? I guess yeah, we did, had a three-part right? series on Hill House. And we did it three uh, parts because we did Blind Manor in one. And that was a mistake. Oh, God. Yeah, that's too much. It was a mistake. And I was like, listen, guys, like, I, this may be an unpopular opinion. I went to the I went to the club officers on Patreon. I was like, "Hey, will you guys be mad <laughs> if I use a month and a half of content for Hill House?" And they're like, "No, that's fine." 
<laughs> They're like, whatever. Whatever. That's fine. And people really enjoyed it and got into it. So it was just really cool. And again, Hill House, that's another Horror Nights house that they did. Oh, so good. So good. So good. So good. Oh, amazing. All right. Back to the ballerinas. Back to the Italian anyway. ballerinas. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about the genres of this movie. Ballerina horror, I think, wins. And then... We haven't talked yet about Dario Argento, who is the director and the writer, and this is his brainchild. Um, so he directed it. He wrote it, but he also he co-wrote it with a woman, um, Dario Nicolotti, which, you know, just feminine voices in horror. Yes, always. Yeah. Especially yeah. in this movie, which is like, it, it not only passes the Bechtel test, it fails the non-Bechtel test, which is great. What's the non-Bechtel test? Just two guys talking to each other. <laughs> 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 which Love or it. it passes i guess it passes the double bechtel test which is no oh, men that's a good one speak to each other there's only like one or two male characters right yeah 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 um mm -hmm. yeah so the bechtel test if you're unfamiliar is um a test in film and television where the the only rule is two women have to speak to each other not about a man seems simple but here we are and and yet I wrote, I have it here, and it's circled. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. And it was circled early, too. Yeah. So it passed the Bechtel test, and I, I'm just really, really thankful for that. But those were the screenwriters, but it was written based, at least partially based, on a book. Did you know that? I did know that, yes. Damn it. Well, that's no fun, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Thomas De Quincey's 1845 book of psychological fantasy essays it was called uh, wow. yeah it was called suspiria de profundis and it's it's from a latin phrase that means sighs from the depths which ooh chills mm. um and it's like a it's a it's a book of essays ish but it's more like prose poetry kind of i started reading it it's actually really good i really like it it's very spooky and i will be reading it this <gasps> october ooh wait how long is it it's it's 75 pages at in oh that's a 75 page yeah thing. yeah ooh. and it's 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 a free pdf online through like the uk public library system so you can find it for free. And if you're interested in the macabre literary life of like Victorian and Georgian England, go check this guy out because his whole history is fascinating. The author's interesting. Um, he all, He's most famous famous actually for writing Confessions of an English Opium Eater. Wow. Which he wrote in, eight, mm -hmm, he wrote in 1821. So this guy, and he was in like, at, th at that point, Georgian England, and he suffered from really severe... Uh, trigeminal neuralgia, which is pain, mm. like super extreme facial pain, um, facial and head pain. That's it was so severe, especially at the time when there was like n nothing to give people. They were like ether or opioids. Which one do you want? Right. But it was so severe that people were actually killing themselves just to relieve the pain. It was that bad. Aww, um, yeah. So he very quickly became addicted to opium, uh, and the pieces of Suspiria um, are rooted in the visionary experiences of his. <gasps> opium addiction that is oh you know i'm i'm sad that he was addicted to opium but i know this is so cool i didn't know that it's yes and i and he's very open about like his addiction to opioid opium and like how it ruined his life essentially so yeah yeah i, I like this guy and there, there's a lot more i could say about him but uh go go check him out on the wikipedia or what or what have you or read his book it's free so wow i thought that was really interesting yeah that's very cool now for the for the budge, for the budget. Ooh, yeah. I wish I could. I wish I had more to offer you guys, but <laughs> I learned something about Italian currency, which is <laughs> this movie came out before they were using the euro. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So the euro currency in Italy didn't switch to the euro until like the 90s and more officially 2002. Mm. So from 1861 until like the 90s, uh, it was the lira or lira. Oh, I feel like I've heard of that. Right. But I didn't know what it was. I feel like same, same. And then I looked at the budget. I'm like, what the fuck is a lira? And I was trying- <laughs> you're like in dollars. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I was like, what the shit? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, now I got to freaking convert this shit. Yeah. For nobody but me. No one's asking for this. Yeah. And I'm over here. God damn it. How much? But the <laughs> thing is, you can't exactly convert it because it became like a subunit of the euro whenever they were transitioning into the euro so it's like it's really hard to find like wow a 1977 lira conversion oh my god yeah i was gonna say please don't ask me how much i have no fucking clue if you guys can help me out if we have any listeners that can help me the budget for this movie was 1.4 billion billion with a b lira um whoa also tell me if i'm saying that wrong yeah whoa it sounds big but i don't know might not be right if you convert it to u.s dollars today it's like 18 dollars because it became like no because because the lira became like a like subunit it was like a penny but whenever they were making it a euro but so i have no idea how oh my god <laughs> I have yeah no idea. who knows who knows anyone's guess and box office is also impossible because again this did not come out in the united states it did not have a theatrical release internationally. Um, so all of the box office quote unquote sales are just rentals, which I don't, oh. that's just not fair. So doesn't count. No, doesn't count. Yeah. So yeah, that's, if someone else wants to figure that out for me, that'd be great. <laughs> Thanks guys. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> we'll let you know. And then for the cast, I didn't really recognize any of these people. Uh, Jessica Harper is Susie. She's the protagonist. Mm. There's one person that's famous. It's the psychiatrist. He's like, a famous guy now, but he's an old man now. But I've seen him in other things. Guess what he's in, Kate? Oh my, God. my favorite movie. One of your least favorite movies. Is he in um, that stupid Kirsten Dunst movie? <laughs> yes. God damn it. <laughs> oh my God. Kate hates Lars von Trier and he's like one no. of my favorites. Fucking no. Melancholia. He's in Melancholia, but there's like an old dude in Melancholia and he is a very young man in this movie. I'm so I'm so upset. That you like <laughs> these things that torment me. Uh, I love it. You like you're like let's snuggle down and watch this super ultra depressing movie and then just go to bed. Then just go. <laughs> then just go sit in our thoughts for a minute and sleep. And then just like think about it yeah, for weeks and in weeks in the dark. Let's go just in the dark. think about it in the dark. <laughs> Fucking freak. Well, I'm glad that we knew someone. Is he Italian or was he American? I think he's British. I'm not sure though. Oh, they're just mixing me all up. So this is a very mixed cast because it's. It's an Italian crew. It's an Italian movie. It's set in Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was hard to tell. I think they created sets that were in Rome, but I think a lot of the on-site filming took place in Germany. Well, I think I think this like the dance school is supposed to be German. Yeah, it is. But I think they created sets in Rome, and I think a lot of it oh, was filmed okay. in Rome, Italy. Oh, that's very cool. I know that um the director was really interested in what he called the magic triangle, which is the point where France and Germany and Switzerland meet. Oh. So I I think that's really neat. Yeah. But yeah, it's a mixed cast of like American cast. Like the protagonist is actually American. She plays an American student. Um, and she turned down a role in Woody Allen's Annie Hall to take this. Yes. I did read that. That's crazy. That's absolutely bananas. Um, I'm so glad that she did because Woody Allen is a fucking pervert. But 
Yeah, I was going to say. Unfortunately, it was a very successful movie. So, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how if this one was because I don't know how much a fucking Lyra is. So, I mean, it's successful with this, you know, quote unquote cult following. <gasps> cult following. <laughs> cult following. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have heard of this movie. So it's just really famous among a certain genre of people. It's I very guess. impactful. Yeah. It was very impactful. So people who like horror know this movie. Yeah. And which is why it's so embarrassing. I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> I low-key thought you had seen it before because you seem so stoked to watch it. I was. Well, this is one of the movies, again, there was like, and I've said this before, but I was like, I need to be in the right mind space for this. Like, yeah. I need to be in the mm-hmm. right headset. I need to be in, feeling the right way. And Nick, right. Nick couldn't, because Nick, first of all, bless him, is like dyslexic as hell. So subtitles are very difficult for him. But also the dub just makes him so dizzy that he's like, I'm going to go play Rocket League. I will come bring snacks to you. Oh, is that OK? And I was like, that's totally fine. So I watched this movie completely alone, just like sitting in my bed with my notepad. It was incredible. I took a photo. I posted on Instagram. OK, wasn't alone. I had I had Xander. Yeah, you had a dog with you. Xander loves this movie. Oh, it's because there's no screaming. An aspiring ballerina. That's exactly. Well, there's actually a lot of screaming. I guess at the end. You're right. Yeah. But it's it's like a very not a very sound heavy movie. Yeah, he do, he can't handle a lot of loud noises. I have to drug him for quite a few <laughs> movies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even my my thunderstorm phobic one who I just had to medicate before recording because it's storming outside, much like this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's all storms. Oh, it's so stormy. And I promise I'm going to get to it. I'll talk. I just have a couple more things I want to talk about real fast. Is that OK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, I promise yeah. we're going to get to the movie. Just a couple of little miscellaneous facts. This movie, and I didn't know this, was part of a trilogy, which um, is mm. called The Three Mothers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It, they were all written and directed by Argento. Um, the thing is, they're very spread apart. So this one was 1977. Inferno is the direct sequel, which came out in 1980. And then we just like time skip to 2007 for the last one, which is The Mother. Oh, really? Yeah, The Mother of Tears, which I haven't even heard of. Mm. But all three films are at least partially derived from Thomas De Quincey's prose poetry from that, that one work. And in that in the in the poetry and in, in the in the writings, he proposes the concept of three, quote, ladies of sorrow who are concurrent with like they're like the three fates, like the three Greek. Wow. Fates. So pretty cool. It'd be cooler if I um, had seen those movies and I knew what that meant. But <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds fun. That's so awesome. And one other thing I thought was really cool was the music. I thought the music in this movie were stunning. Yeah. So just. So everybody knows we're going to talk about this movie a lot. We already have, but you need really need to see this movie. Yep, it is. It is so visual. It is so visually stunning and dramatic and incredible and thought out. And so is the music. The music is really special and cool. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and you might already know this. Do you know who did the music for this? Goblins. Yes, goblins. <laughs> I saw that. Thought that was so funny. An Italian <laughs> rock band, so fucking cool. An Italian rock band did this movie, <laughs> and they're still an active band. Wait, really? Yes. Oh my god, do they make music that sounds like this, or does it sound differently? I didn't have time to look them up, but I will look them right. up. I, I also yeah. recognize this score. I was like, I feel like I've heard this kind of music before because it's a very specific ki- type of music. It's right. like suspenseful, ominous kind of. Cool music. It kind of reminded me of Halloween. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. But this movie, um, I mean, this the band, Goblin, just one. Goblin. Um, Nilbog. They Nilbog. also <laughs> <laughs> they also um collaborated with um the director on a couple of other films, one of which was Deep Red, and that's the movie that I have seen that he directed. 
I saw it oh. before this one. It's on Shutter. It came out in 1975 before Suspiria. And it's another giallo, very mystery horror thriller whodunit. Ooh. But also plenty of kills. <laughs> Love it. Plenty of dramatic coloring and technicolor and obviously goblin. So oh, wow. Very good spooky film. Check it out on Shudder. Uh, this I could not find on Shudder. This I had to pay for. Oh, really? It's on Tubi or whatever for free. You just have to watch some ads. I can't do it. That I can't believe you watched it on Tubi? Yeah. I, I, that would just kill the vibe for me. What, the ads? Yes. Oh, no. I need I need some time to go get snacks and drinks in the middle of the movie. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> I just pause and then I rewind. I get that's, I guess that's why Nick doesn't like watching these movies with me. <laughs> I was like, watch it again. And I did make him watch parts of this movie, which we'll get to. But that's, that's all I wanted to say. I just thought all that stuff was real cool. Did you read about how this movie and its color themes were inspired by Snow White? I did. Isn't that really cool? It's so weird. Like, after I read that, I was like, that makes sense. Because Snow White is very, like, yellow, red, blue. Primary and this movie colors. is like, yeah, it's all very bright, very monochromatic themed color picture. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's, it's gorgeous. Visually so entertaining. Even if it's muted, it's still a beautiful movie. Right. Like it's still a work of art. Honestly, that just a quick, I like to give little Halloween party fun fun tips. Halloween party fun tip. Play this movie on mute while you're playing badass goblin music mm. at your party. This on on the background of, of of any party would be outstanding. That's a really good point. I might have a party this Saturday, so maybe I'll do that. <gasps> oh, I want to go. It's not fair. I know. I'll be it's going to be the day before you get here. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. You better not watch this movie without me. I'll be sad. <laughs> or if you do, you have to tell everyone who compliments you on it. Be like, thanks. It was my idea. My K friend Kate's idea. My friend Kate. <laughs> my brilliant, beautiful friend Kate. It's her idea. That's so cool. And did you did you see that um, Argento was actually inspired by like he wanted Susie, he th he thought of Susie as like his Snow White character, yeah, which is mm -hmm. makes sense and doesn't make yeah. sense. It does. I feel like the only time that I was like, okay, this seems like Snow White esque was when all the dwarves come in, yeah, and sleep on her bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a part with a mirror at the end where I was like, mm. oh, there is a okay, mirror. Okay, mirror mm -hmm. horror. No, we have too many genres. Mirror. There's too many. Too many. <laughs> Well, that's all I have to say about the fun stuff behind it. I mean, it's not all, but I feel like I could talk about Thomas De Quincey for like another two hours. And I don't think everyone <sighs> here is here for like the English literary essayist. So let's talk about the scary movie, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm glad that we talked about that first because the whole first blurb that I was going to say was me going through the plot line is going to be anticlimactic because the visual appeal of this movie is like 80% of why you want to watch it. The plot is great, but I mean, we all know it's about witches. This was a witch poll. Like, we're here for the witches. Like, the mystery is a little bit spoiled. And it's a cool plot line. It's just, you know, the the scenery and the, you know, cinematography is what you're going to be there for. That is what you're going to be there for. But yeah, so go watch it. But also, I do think like, this movie doesn't feel like a dumb slasher. Yeah. For for example, we'll get there, but like this is a very spooky, as you might have guessed, little ballet school. And she tries very hard not to sleep in that school. Mm. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, I really don't want to be here. No, I'm going to go down the road. Yeah. No, that no, really, it's OK. Right. And they're like, actually, it's too late. And you sleep right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It wasn't just stupid, silly decisions. It was it was very thought out. A very smart main character, which is not a normal slasher movie trope also the kills holy shit the kills are awesome also 
the only movie I know to feature a service dog. Or a movie. I know to feature a service dog. Hmm. Okay, okay. We'll get there. Interesting. <laughs> I'll keep my eye out. I can't think of another horror movie that features a service dog. Why do I feel like there's one in The Exorcist? Am I crazy? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. We'll think about it. You sh- you would know. I've only seen that movie once and that was plenty. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. I can't with you. Every time you bring up The Exorcist, I think of that line from Beetlejuice. I watched Beetlejuice the other day I and I literally word for word died. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> and it gets funnier every time every I see it. Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> the best. I want a shirt with that on it. Witchy vibes. If you're listening, witchy vibes. I will buy that shirt. Please, just do what you can. <laughs> witchy vibes is our merch queen. She makes all our merch, and if we could just um kindly request that she make some bootleg Beetlejuice merch. Beetlejuice is one of her favorite movies. <gasps> she told me so. Is it? Maybe she'll do it. Maybe she already has a shirt that says that. And I don't know. Oh, maybe she does. We should just buy it. Okay. Also, I'll have to look. Go to, yeah. our, go to our website and go to the merch tab and look at all of Witchy Vibes' amazing stuff. So yeah. more to come. And she has a full Etsy store. That's right. She is busy. She a busy She's woman. She's a busy lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'll start then with the plot if you're ready. I was born ready. Amazing. Okay, great. Um, all right, so we'll start from the beginning. So the movie starts out with Susie, an American girl slash woman. An American girl making doll. Her, <laughs> making her way through a German airport in a cute and sensible cardigan. Yeah. Obviously. This movie is full of cute and sensible cardigans. It's the 70s, yeah. Yeah. She walks outside and there's a freaking monsoon. And she... There's a monsoon in her lagoon. Literally a, a crazy monsoon. She can't get any of the taxis to pick her up, and she finally does and is taken to this huge gothic building that is her German dance academy. Oh, God, it's so sexy. It is tall, imposing, and bright red. Bright red. Oh, my God. All The design choices. And that's just the outside. The inside is crazier. (laughs) It's literally, I think it's like blue velvet on the walls. Like, I honestly, I was like, what? I loved the velvet. There's also a staircase that has snakes. Yes. As the handrail. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just want to say that um, I'm in the process of painting my home, and Nick is having a really hard time coping with the fact that I say, yeah, I'm going to paint the walls black. I mean it. Yeah. And I'm going to paint this blue, and I mean it. So watching this movie, I was like, this is my dream interior design. Yeah. This is Nick's worst nightmare. (laughs) Like jewel tones. Yes. Jewel tones, textures. Um, yeah. Really confusing mosaics on the floor that make you trip if you look down while you're walking. Oh, my God. Yeah. Optical illusions. <laughs> I think the the world is trending back towards 70s interior design. Thank God. Yeah. We're sick of this white, <laughs> white and gold and glass. Listen, and I love me. <laughs> Bohemian vibes. I love, I love me. I've got me a glass bar cart, a glass gold. <laughs> we have like the same bar cart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was super trendy. And I'm like, I've had enough of you. I've had yeah. enough. Yeah. It's a little bit on its way out. But I mean, you've been to my apartment. It's basically like a serial killer apartment because it's all white. So here we are. It's the American Psycho apartment. Yeah. She mm-hmm. has a Chardonnay and a pint of ice cream in her fridge. <laughs> And a beer, a couple Coronas, and a loaf of bread. And a loaf of bread. That's literally what's in my fridge and right now. And a severed head. <laughs> Probably. Uh, only sometimes. Only sometimes. <laughs> so she tries to buzz into her dance academy. And while she's doing that, a girl runs out. And this girl is frantic and mumbling some random nonsense about... Riddles. A secret and blue irises 
And this girl runs out into the rain and Susie is trying to buzz in and she like can't and someone's saying you can't come in. So she like gets back into her cab. Yeah, they were literally like, who are you? We don't know you and like shuts the door. And she was like, okay, bye. And she just like goes somewhere else. So the point of that scene was to see this girl run away. But anyway, so the girl that ran away into the storm, the story then follows her and her name is Pat. And she goes to her friend's house and she's like drying off from the monsoon. And her friend is helping her in the bathroom um, and then leaves. And while she's gone, Pat looks outside and sees a man who breaks a window. She sees glowing yellow eyes is what she sees. Glowing yellow eyes, breaks a window. She. I did not think that was going to happen. So like it's so far, it's just like a very suspenseful movie. It's very pretty. I know it's an older movie. I'm not expecting a lot of kills or gore. And I was that was an that was an incorrect assumption. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I also was getting like Halloween vibes, Carrie vibes. So I was expecting blood. I don't know. I wasn't expecting her to look out of the window, see yellow eyes. And I thought it was going to be like, that's the spooky thing. She saw yellow eyes. Mm. No, <laughs> no. I think it ruined for me because that's in the trailer. So that got me. Oh, see, I don't watch trailers. Yeah, I watch all the trailers. Don't watch movie (laughs) trailers. They show you way too much. I know. If I already know I'm going to watch something, I don't watch the trailer. But if I'm trying to like figure out, you know, what I want to put on a poll or whatever, I'll watch the trailer. (laughs) Watch until until you're interested and then stop. That's a good point. Yeah, that's what we do. Anyway, back to this, the yellow eyed man. So she sees like these yellow eyes and then a hand breaks through the window, grabs her head and like smashes it up against another window. It's insane. And like is pushing her head and pushing her head until her head breaks through the second window. This is before safety glass also. Yeah. Yeah. It's just shards of very sharp glass. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, like they had like safety glass in production. You know what I mean? Like, sure. It was, you know, sugar, but. I take for granted as like a millennial, like if glass breaks, it breaks into these nice little cubes, you know? Yeah. (laughs) These beautiful, safe little cubes. Not back then. You break a glass, you've got like a weapon to stab someone. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Did you find out whose hands these are that's breaking her face against the window? I did not. Do we know yet? (gasps) Guess who it is. No, in real life, who did this? Whose hands they are? Oh, who? The director. Oh, is it? Yeah, Dario. Oh, I love that. He, mm-hmm. he got down and dirty. It was his little cameo, yeah. I love his that. His hairy arms reached through the glass. Those were his That's bright yellow eyes. Pretty hairy yeah. arms. I don't know if his eyes... I mean, those eyes are obviously like <laughs> computer-generated, <laughs> but the arms are his. Yeah, as soon as I saw the arms, I'm like, okay, so it, it, it was a man. <laughs> it was a man, Robin Williams it. is breaking into this... Ballet Academy. Yeah, he's got some hairy Robin Williams <laughs> yeah. arm vibes for sure. <laughs> um, so she runs away and as she's running, it's like this kind of like artsy scene, but she gets stabbed by a killer and you don't see the killer and it's just like a very dramatic stabbing. Stabbed yeah. so many times. Yeah. It's like very slow stabbing too. It's not like angry stabbing. No. It's just like, it's like here's my knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Including a stab directly to the heart. Right. Which was nuts and I loved it. Like you see the heart beating. (laughs) It's very weird. It's like, why are we seeing an open chest? Oh, okay. This is just the idea of her heart getting stabbed. Got it. Yeah. So she ends up falling through a stained glass skylight. A gorgeous skylight. Yeah. The skylight (laughs) is gorgeous. It's all beautiful, bright color, jewel tones. And 
The killer somehow rigged a rope such that when she falls, she falls into a noose that he created. Unnecessary, considering you already stabbed her in the heart. She's already dead. Yeah, there's blood everywhere. But he, like, somehow creates this noose so that when she falls, she's basically hung by the neck. Incredible. Yeah. But that's not it. That's not the end of the scene. Oh, yes. Because you're talking about how her friend... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they pan through and they show her dead. And then they pan through the rest of the scene and you see her friend who was helping her just happened to be impaled also by like the falling shrapnel. Yeah, she was like down trying, she was trying to save her this whole time trying to get in. And then this huge shard of glass goes through her face, like through her entire head. Right, yeah. Bananas, I loved it. This, again, the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yes. I watched it twice. Presumably the coolest scene in the movie, TBH. Yeah. In my opinion. It's pretty fucking good. It's pretty fucking good. It's a really really great kill. All right, so then... We cut back to Susie. So that was all Pat. That was this girl that came out and she was freaking out, whatever. So Susie goes back to the school. She meets a bunch of the headmistresses and a couple of the other students. One of the students is named Olga. And she is basically Mila Kunis in Black Swan. And she's like a bad girl partier, kind of mean a little bit. Um, And then she meets another girl named Sarah, who's quieter. And later we find out that Sarah was friends with Pat, the girl who died. And she's American. And she's American. Sarah's American? Sarah's American because it's Sarah and Susie. Oh, okay. I thought Sarah had an accent. Because Olga does that bitchy thing. Well, they all do, right? Because they're all dubbed. Got it. Got it. Okay. And that was something that the director didn't like because one of the reasons he really gunned for Jessica Harper, who plays Susie, was he really liked her voice. A lot. Right. Um, and then they just, that's gone. <laughs> it's just gone. Gotcha. I thought they kept her voice for the, like, the English part, the English release. But then for the Italian one, it wasn't her voice. Mm, I, I guess I watched the Italian release, but I did see, I didn't see the any English dub. But I will say that that was one thing that really bothered the director was that that was dubbed over. Yeah. Because she had a really cool voice in the version that I saw. Not what I saw. She has, like, a really low voice, and it's not what you expect because she has, like, this girl looks like she's, like, 12. <laughs> she's super skinny and lanky. She looks super young. She has giant eyes. Like, apparently she was chosen because she had almost, like, a cartoon-like looking face because this was supposed to be, like— Snow White. Almost Snow whiteish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her voice definitely didn't match her appearance. And I think that was the appeal because her voice was kind of like breathy and lower. I hate that I didn't get to hear it. Yeah. Did she speak in, Did she speak English in yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mine, she didn't. It was entirely dubbed over in Italian. Oh. Which was a little, it was just a little confusing because they would talk like it wouldn't be confusing if they were all Italian, but they're not. And so like there are these sidebar conversations between these Americans that are still in Italian. And I'm like, wait. And they're, Whoa! So, yeah, we definitely watched different versions. Interesting. Then. Yeah, mine didn't have subtitles. Mine wasn't subtitled. Oh, okay. Mine was all in English, and the lips were moving in English. No, but the sound that was coming out was like a second later, so you could tell it was like dubbed anyway, and the audio was placed like over the recording. Oh, that's not much better though, is it? It wasn't. It, it was still disorienting and weird, which is only only important. Like I don't care about that. It's just like. It's It was relevant to the story that they were both Americans. <laughs> if you want to see the version that I'm talking about, I saw it on Tubi. Yeah, just go so. sit through a bunch of like... Faux free. Gardasil ads and... You get Gardasil? I haven't. Well, that's the last time I used 
ads was back in the Gardasil vaccine. Oh, back when everyone was yeah, yeah. advertising Gardasil. Do people still, I guess everyone just gets Gardasil now, probably, right? Everyone just gets HPV. So, like, <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was good. It wasn't that many ads. So I'd recommend my version. Yeah. I paid four whole dollars. So, oh, and boy. for what? Okay, it was a, it was a good movie. <laughs> you can hear Susie's voice on my. Oh, version. I do want to hear her voice because apparently the director really liked it. So, yeah. All right, back to Suze. So she decides to live with Olga, the Mila Kunis girl, mm-hmm. off campus. Love Olga. And one day, while Susie is at dance rehearsal, um, she collapses and is bleeding from her mouth and nose. <clears throat> And she's prescribed a special diet. I love this diet. The medical scene is weird because the guy's like, oh, you know, she's probably, which is fair. She's probably stressed, but now she's anemic. And it's just like this weird, like, not doesn't really make sense. Like, maybe he's talking about a GI ulcer. Like, I don't know. No, no, no. You know, you know, (laughs) this is a real Italian movie when the doctor prescribes red wine. Quote unquote red wine that is definitely not red wine. Yeah, definitely not red wine. Red wine to cure her anemia. Yeah, he goes red wine for iron, and it's like, whoa, wait, what? Wait, I uh, wish. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think so, but thank you. Um, also, mm. I guess there was no HIPAA in the seventies because they're just like openly discussing other cases with her. <laughs> You're right, yeah. and with each other. Yeah, like yeah, well, she did this, and then that happened, and we tried this, but that didn't work. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> it's like stop talking. Hush. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think that there's a scene that implies that the quote red wine is actually blood. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. 100%. Yeah. They never, they never explicitly say it and they never really explain it other than like, obviously there's witches, but like he gives her red wine and she drinks it every night and it looks like blood because one of the scenes she pours it out into the sink and yeah. it literally is thick like blood. Can you imagine drinking like a thick wine? I know. I was like, how does she not? Like a viscous. I mean, I, presumably Gross. this girl's supposed to be like, I guess she's supposed to be like early 20s. Like, I don't know. 18, probably. Yeah. Like you've had wine by then, right? Like, you know what wine tastes like. You know, it's not blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm sitting here defending this, I'm her and you're sure like, in the Kate. 70s, they drank. <laughs> Kate, it's blood. <laughs> you would notice. I don't know. Maybe they cut it with wine. <laughs> But still. That's how I get my blood in. (laughs) Also, I feel like they're drugging it. Like, I have a lot of questions. But anyway. They're definitely drugging it because witchy stuff. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, so while she's like in, you know, sick or bedridden or whatever, Olga, I guess, moves her onto campus so she can be more closely monitored. Olga does not do that. Yeah. It is. So they say Olga does it, but there's no way. What do you mean? Because so like. She is, you know, she faints. She's like in the infirmary or like they call a doctor or whatever you do in the 70s. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, and you're going to sleep here. And she's like, no, I want to go back. And they're like, Olga already sent your things. Yeah. And she's like, no, I I really, I really would prefer to stay there. And they're like, it's already, it's too late. And she sent you your, all your money back and everything's fine. But who is saying that? Is it Olga? No. But how do you know it didn't actually happen? Because Olga's cool as shit. And these bitches are witches. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, there's no other because they get along like it shows them one scene living together off campus and they're like friends. So I guess you're right. I Yeah, they're cute. I don't know if they were just like told Olga to do it. And she was like, OK, I mean, that's what I thought. 
because they tried to get her to stay earlier too and she stands her ground she's like okay you can stay here today right um and she's like i don't want to i want to stay with olga and they even give her shit about it they're like oh you're really strong-willed right she's like i don't want to stay here i want to i want to stay in town with olga and then they just don't let her like that that was one of my favorite parts is like she was like something's fucking here. <laughs> I came yeah. here and there's a girl screaming outside now. She's dead. Um, I meet the headmistress as she's like being interviewed by the police. Mm. I don't know if the vibe though is that she doesn't want to live there for those reasons. I think she like mentions later that she doesn't want to live there because she doesn't want to be in a boarding school and she wants more freedom. Well, yeah, that too. Because she says that she's like, Ugh, I'm so annoyed that I have to like live here. Like it's a boarding school. Like I wish I could live in the city. Well, yeah, if I moved from, yeah, if I moved from America to Italy and they're like, all right, you live there. You don't leave. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, boo. She's like kind of like a fun, chill person. So she wants to do other things besides live in a boarding school like a child. For sure. But I bet the murders uh, didn't help. Didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. They're still, like, <laughs> sweeping up the glass from Pat's demise. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So the room that she moves into is a room next to Sarah. So, like, she's sharing kind of like a suite with Sarah, the American, who was Pat's friend. And that's where she's at now. So weird things start happening. And Sarah starts suspecting something strange is going on. And then there's the maggot scene. Yeah. Maggots raining from the <laughs> ceiling. Vermin. Vermin. The vermin scene in every witch movie, which this one was pretty good. Um, I like this one. I wish they had explained it a little bit better at the end. But basically what happened was she's brushing her hair in one scene and all of a sudden she finds a maggot in her hair and then she looks at her comb and there's like multiple maggots in her comb. And then she has like a mini freak out and then starts noticing that there's literal maggots raining from the ceiling. Ew. And then she goes outside her room and all the girls are running around freaking out because there's maggots raining from the ceiling everywhere. That's so scary. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> and I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable with maggots. Yeah. I had to get very comfortable with maggots in like a, I th I've talked about it before, but I took a forensic entomology class where I like was handling a lot of maggots and beetles and I got very comfortable very quick. But I don't want them in my fucking hair. Like no. Yeah. I don't like anything in my hair. <laughs> I will say about once a month as a ER doctor, Ew. I will see an animal that has myosis, as they say. Oh. And it's literally like an outdoor cat that got a bite wound yeah. that got infected and then some of it died. And then now it's maggot infect, you know, infested. Yeah. So happens all the time. That's pretty gross. After you handle an animal that has maggots on them, you literally feel like there are maggots. Ev like they're everywhere for hours it's like fleas it's like whenever you diagnose a pet with fleas and you can feel them all over your skin even if they're yeah. not there it's pretty nasty pretty gross tip tip your vet guys <laughs> <laughs> tip your vet we take tips <laughs> so the point of this scene a little bit i guess is to get them to all sleep in the same room so basically they decide that they're going to go to a different floor where there's no maggots <laughs> yeah. and they get set up to all sleep in like basically a giant like dance studio and they have like bed set up, whatever. So they're all sleeping right next to each other. That would be so fun if it, there weren't maggots raining from the ceiling like moments prior. That would be a great sleepover. Also, like you're not going to get rid of the maggots in one day. So like, is this a permanent living situation? Like, I don't know, not. but you can't go live with your friend in town. You got to sleep here and drink yeah. your wine, Shelby. Drink your blood wine. Drink your blood wine. Everything's fine. So during this scene, Sarah hears this 
which I honestly did not understand this scene as I was watching it. Obviously, I understand it now, but it's a little bit weird. But Sarah hears this specific type of snore that she's heard before. This death rattle of a snore. Yeah, it's like a very weird, like squeaky snore. And she's like, I've heard that before. And she recognizes it, I think, as like the school's headmistress, Mm -hmm. which they were told was out of town. So she was like, oh, they're lying. She's not out of town. She's right there because I can hear her snoring. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand how this is relevant, but okay. And so the other thing that happens is our seeing eye dog situation, which I knew Kate would lose her mind over because this is a behavioral (laughs) (laughs) pet behavior issue. (laughs) And that that's my shit. Pet behavior <laughs> issue. Kate is a good GP, but she loves some animal behavior. Yeah, I don't think I can fix this one, guys. I think this one's due. Well, he's possessed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they have this um, Adrian Brody looking guy who. You say that he's literally a pianist. Yeah. I've seen that, exactly. a movie that Adrian Brody's really pianist famous vibes. for. Yeah. He's a blind pianist and he's the one who like plays their music while they're dancing. And so cool. Yeah. And he has a seeing eye dog. And there's a scene where a little kid who I guess is like the nephew of one of the headmistresses, they don't show it, but they say an abnormal child, an abnormal family unit. The child is like an extremely Aryan looking creepy motherfucker. Yeah, like, he doesn't I don't know blink. how to describe him other than that. That he's was like it. Four and he's super like white blonde he's probably like eight whatever i don't know kids <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he's like i don't know eight months old he walks up to this <laughs> somewhere in that <laughs> elementary school he's a newborn <laughs> he's a newborn <laughs> child under 10 he's like 10 guys i think he's uh, sure. like 10 years old sure he's a young kid he walks up to the dog but they don't show anything but then they show him like approaching this dog approaching the dog and like weird face with intent and the dog is like a black german shepherd and it's like sure okay black german shepherd we get it like the vibe is whatever it's creepy you know whatever danger Sirius black was a black german shepherd oh yeah so i don't know why do we keep circling back to harry potter i love it this is this is basically just Chamber of Secrets yes. and Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> I don't remember Sirius doing this next part. <laughs> I, don't think, yeah. I think Rowling took that part out. The kid, the kid gets presumably bit by the dog. Whatever. So then one of the headmistresses storms into like a rehearsal and she yells at the pianist, saying that his dog basically bit the kid and the kid needed stitches. And she's pissed, whatever. So the guy's like, my dog is literally... She makes a scene. Yeah, she's really, really angry. She's like an angry German lady, and she's kind of mm-hmm. scary. Um, so the guy ends up getting pissed and, like, leaving or quitting or something. Well, yeah, he's like, that didn't fucking... Like, there, if I know my dog, yeah. and yeah. if that boy actually got bit by my dog, then he did something. Yeah, he was like, it's the boy's fault. Which it kind of... They imply that it is because the boy looks, like, sketchy, and the dog looks, like, scared. Like, he's like... what. You know? And this is a very well-trained dog. Like, not just like, he's not just a seeing eye dog. Like, he goes, he walks his owner to this place every day. Right. And, like, gets tied up out front and just lays down like a good boy and just waits Aww. for his owner. Yeah. He's a very good boy. He's a, most, <laughs> most of the time, with exception. So then this weird scene happens where he's walking home with the pianist. And honestly, I don't really understand it. I don't know if the implication is that the dog becomes possessed, but the dog then basically mauls the guy. Yeah. So um, out of nowhere, this dog goes bananas on his owner, like rips his throat out and is like 
yeah. tearing his consuming his yeah. face. So he goes full hellhound and it's a really great scene. It's like shot in this square in I think in Italy. And yeah. it's like this really this really again, <laughs> you're gonna hear us say this. No, I think that one's scene. in um that's in Germany. Is it in I Germany? Think. They actually saw yeah. okay. Well it's like this beautiful empty square in Germany and they're like looking around because the dog is like the dog is hearing something. The dog is sensing something and it's reacting. There's like bats, like yeah. The dog I, the dog knows something is up and the owner is trying to like put on a brave face because he feels like he's being persecuted by because he is being persecuted by this group and so he feels harassed and he's like we're fine, you're fine, bud, but the dog is not like something's up and then just turns on his owner. So in yeah. my head canon is like you were, the dog was actively being hexed. Yeah. Because there's like bats or something and yeah, it's that's just right. it seems weird. Like it's it's definitely like a you know, whatever black magic implication, yeah. I guess. And that's not that puppy wouldn't do that. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> so that's just kind of like a spooky aside that just kind of adds to the suspicion that something creepy is going on around. Like, don't cross this school. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they targeted that guy, though. I don't know. That's a good point. I'm not sure. I think it's just... I don't know what threat he posed. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the dog really did bit, bite the kid or the kid no. messed with the dog and the dog bit the kid as retaliation and then they cursed the dog and the guy for oh, being angry. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. That might be it. I think that, I think you're onto something. I think, because that yeah. kid was approaching with intent. So I would right. believe that the dog bit the kid for something right. that the kid was doing. Because the kid is also not unsupervised. The kid is with like his mother or grandmother or something, just like watching. Some staff person. Some creepy wide-eyed witch watching this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I would I would believe that the like they were trying some shit with this dog and the dog was like right. get away from me and like bit the kid and then right. and in retaliation they hexed the dog. Yeah. And hexed him to cuz the, the guy like is like pissed off at this headmistress and is like yeah. fuck you, fuck the horse you rode in on. I don't need this shit and leaves. Right. So Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. But basically, it just adds to the creepiness. I mean, it doesn't really have to do like the main story of like Sarah and Susie. But mm -hmm. so Sarah confides in Susie that before Pat died, she had been compiling. She as in Pat had been compiling evidence that something strange was happening at the school. And so she goes, oh, I'm going to show you the evidence um, tonight. And then that night she finds that all of her evidence is stolen. It sucks. <laughs> hey, when that happens. Yeah. And while she's figuring this out and uh, is freaking out about it, she's like trying to tell Susie, but Susie is like PTFO'd and on the bed and like minimally responsive. And I'm like, Kate, if I saw you in this state, I'd be like, someone drugged this bitch. Yeah. Because like, why is she not more upset by the fact that Susie is like minimally responsive? Like no one. She doesn't know her that well, though. So for all she but knows. But she's like sleepy or whatever. And I'm like, she's not sleepy. She's barely alive like be more worried yeah but who are you gonna tell the doctor like i'd be worried i mean the doctor who's been giving her the wine i mean she doesn't know that though that's like true. in the moment that's true she's like i need to help my friend i don't know i'd just be like i'd be a little bit more confused i would scoop your tall ass body <laughs> you would firemen carry me i would over samwise gamgee carry you over my shoulders like I, like you were this frodo with the ring to mordor and this I would get you possible. the fuck out. Oh, hon, it's possible. <laughs> Kate is like, how tall are you? I am four. No, I'm just kidding. Five, four. Five, four. five one. Five, no, you're not. I am five you're one. Tall, no, I'm five one. Are you really? I'm five one. 
Oh my God. Kate's 5'1. How tall are you? And I'm a little bit taller. How tall are you? I'm 5'9 and a half. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I can get that done. Kate would sling me over her shoulder. I would obviously sling Kate over my shoulder and be, su- that would be super easy for me to do. <laughs> You just wear me like a hat. You weigh like as much as my cat. Yeah. yeah. You'd have me in one arm and like your luggage in the other one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I'd yeah. like roll you out. I'd figure something out. I would pick you up. I would like, you know, that strength that moms get when they're like ca- their kids yeah, trapped the under adrenaline. the car. Yeah. I would get that. <laughs> so like, don't act too sleepy. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Or I'll have to throw you over me. Oh my God. You would hurt yourself. Yes. So Sarah starts getting chased by some unknown killer person randomly. So she's basically, it goes from like her panicking that all of her evidence is stolen and Susie being passed the fuck out. And then all of a sudden, Sarah just starts getting chased by some unknown killer person. And things go south for her real fast. It's super weird. Yeah. They corner her in an attic and she escapes through a window. It's like the slowest lock picking I've ever seen. <laughs> it's kind of slow. It's like this guy. It's like the <laughs> easiest lock to pick. And it's driving me fucking crazy because it's just like this single lock. And he has like a knife or she, whatever, yeah. has a knife. And all she has to do is move the knife up yeah. and unlock the door. But it's like this slow, artsy, dramatic thing, whatever. Okay. It's hilarious. So then Sarah escapes through a window mm-hmm. and then falls into... Our favorite, one of our favorite scenes falls into a pit <laughs> of decided. razor wire. <laughs> I knew, I knew you'd love this scene. I loved it. You know why? It reminded me of that scene with the needles from Saw. I forget which Saw it is. Oh, The syringe yeah. pit. Yes. Uh, which yeah. is iconic. And this mm. is even more iconic. Yeah. Where she falls just into a pit of barbed wire in like a super yeah. witchy way. It's like, why is there a pit yes. of barbed wire outside of this window? You were supposed to have escaped. Nope. It was barbed so wire. random. Yeah, the room is random. And every time she moves, she just gets more tangled. It's like... It's so distressing. That scene in Harry Potter. Stop <laughs> it! It's the devil's snare! <laughs> Shut the fuck It's the devil. Up. Now we got, we got <laughs> Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone... <laughs> we got them all, all the, all the good ones, right there. Oh my god, that's it is. Yes. It's devil's snare. It's the devil's snare, and then basically she's just like slowly bleeding and dying, and then the killer just comes and just like slits her throat, yeah. and that's how she dies. Bummer, fun stuff. Sorry, yeah. Sarah. It's a good, it was a good kill. It was a really good kill. I loved the razor pit. I loved the pit of razor wire. I was not expecting it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun because you're like, where? Okay, I where thought did that she come was from? just gonna slip her happy ass out and run. Yeah, and she did yeah. not. Yeah, it's almost like, ooh, here's a theory. Maybe they didn't unlock the door, and they could have, but they did it really slowly, just so that <gasps> she would climb through the window and fall into the razor wire, because that's what she was meant to do. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. Because they, it, it was very obvious how easy it was to pick that lock. Like it, they, right. they show it on our, on the other side of the door, on Susie's side of the door, where it's just like literally all they have to do is lift up and they don't. They just like tap it, tap it, tap it, tap it, tap yeah. it. Yeah. <gasps> so oh my God. This movie just gets yeah. better and better. Yeah. It's cool when you think about it more. Oh, it's, it's like, so hmm. that you're absolutely right. They were like, go through that fucking window. Because there's only do one it. way out of the attic. Yep. 
and they, mm-hmm. they give her plenty of time to stack shit up and climb out the window. And the shit's already partially stacked. Yeah, too. they're like, it's like she just way. has to add a little bit to <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's like a little video game. It's like here you go, right over there. It's a little planned right kill there. that they knew was going to happen. God yeah. damn it! You're absolutely right. That's so one. much better mm-hmm. to, for a scene that I already loved. Yeah. Outstanding. Wow. This, this movie is really good. <laughs> this is a good movie. Yeah. You're right, though. One. That is what they meant. Mm-hmm. So then the next day, the headmistresses are telling Susie that Sarah ran away. And Susie's concerned, so she calls one of Sarah's friends, who's her old psychiatrist. What? Problematic. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was concerned about that. Don't like that. It's a man, in case you were wondering. It's an yeah. old man. And he legit... Well, he's not old. He looks like he's really young. He does look young, but they're like 17, so. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's still, yeah. It's gross that they're old. friends. If you're old enough to be a psychiatrist, you shouldn't be friends with a 17-year-old that used to be your patient. If you're a psychiatrist, anyway. you shouldn't be friends with your patients. <laughs> Period. Yeah. End of discussion. Yes. So this scene is kind of weird because he's like, oh, yeah, she's my friend. And then he goes, yeah, she was telling me all this like research that she did, but he has like too much detail yeah. about the research where he's just like, and then in this year, this <laughs> happened. And then in this year, this happened. And this is the full name of the lady that she was. And it's like, That's okay. another guy who doesn't know HIPAA if it slapped him in the face. Right. He's like, Susie, yeah, these are all the conditions I treated her for and how she responded to them. Yeah, you're right. I guess he does discuss her <laughs> medical Entire, history. She didn't even ask. Like, he's just like, yeah, yeah I'll talk about her medical history. Yeah. You want to see your charts? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got her charts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's so weird. It's weird. Inappropriate. It's so weird. And then he's bringing up, like, I guess what he's basically telling her is that there was a suspected witch back in, I think, the 1800s mm-hmm. that started the dance academy. A Greek, and, a Greek witch, which I like as being part, yeah, part Greek. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and then he, like, calls over another professor to talk to Susie a little bit more about witches and whether or not they exist <laughs> and the idea of covens and how to get rid of covens by killing the headmistress of the coven. Yeah, he's like, it's so weird that she's missing. Yeah, she said some strange things. But if you are going to take down a coven, you should go after the head <laughs> of the coven. It was like... Theoretically. Very weird and very um, not... I don't know. It just didn't flow very well. It was disorienting. I mean, that, that part was weird and it, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say it wasn't written well because I feel like it was probably purposeful, yeah. but it still just felt like almost like a non sequitur. Yeah. It felt, yeah, it felt like here's our exposition we forgot to put in earlier. Right. From a character exactly. you don't super care about. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> like, like uh, I would have okay. preferred if Susie was like, but here's the thing. Well, you know what? No, actually cut his character entirely. Have Susie tell her. Do her own research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have Susie, you know, because Susie did do all her own research. And then this guy just gets to give all the data. Oh, yeah. Sarah, Sarah, that's right. Have Sarah do all the research, which she did. And then tell Susie. But Susie drinks her juice. Right. And then cut this guy out entirely. I'm just saying, I know there are two men in this movie. And I would like to trim the fat. Oh, there's. I guess there's four then. So there's there's the psychiatrist. There's the professor they talk to. There's like her low key but not really love interest sort of kind of. Oh, that. And guy. then there's like the really tall, scary looking dude. Oh, the who like, brings her her food and is presumably drugging her with the wooden teeth. Yeah. So I guess there's four guys. 
I don't, I, I count the last one as a ghoul. <laughs> so he doesn't, he's, he is exempt yeah. and welcome in our space. <laughs> I wanted more from him. I did too. So I was like, how is this guy involved? This is great. Like, I want to see him do some creepy shit, but he really didn't do anything. Ariana, tell, tell the club if they haven't seen it, tell, tell them who we're talking about. The, the star of the secret star of the movie. He really is, honestly. He's the coolest part. But he's like, he's like this guy who I guess like works for the, I don't know what his role is, but he works for the dance academy. Do they call him a butler? Is that what they call him? I don't know. Maybe. He's he's Italian Igor, just plain and simple. I was going to say, yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what he is. He's got like a creepy smile. Wooden teeth. Because he got all of his teeth pulled because of gingivitis. Ew, I didn't hear that. That's gross. Yeah, they were like, yeah, he's, that's, what's his, shit, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. That's Igor. And (laughs) I'm sorry. That's Igor. And they like introduced him. This is all in front of him, by the way, because why not? They don't give a shit. They're like, yeah. yeah, that guy. I think the implication is that he's not all there. Like, I think he's a little neurodivergent. Still rude. Yeah. <laughs> Still very but rude. But I guess that's the implication, right? Is like, that's why they're saying it in front of him. They just don't yeah. care. Yeah. So like, they're like, yeah, he had gingivitis. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they pulled all of his teeth. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they're like, yeah, he looks much handsomer now that he has wooden teeth. And it's like, what did he look like before? All right. Yeah. He's got this like, <laughs> Bella Lugosi sort of grin. Yeah. Scary. And he does this thing. He's almost like one of the first people that she meets when she gets there too. And there's a scene where he's introduced and they say all that stuff about him. And then he takes like three steps down the stairs and then there's like a very slow turn to go look at her. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be hella involved and I can't wait to see what he's going to pull. And then he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't really do anything. Except bring her her food that's drugged. I wanted way more out of that guy. Same. So listen, I know I joke a lot about, it's not always a joke. I know I talk a lot about how I want less men in horror. And that's just because there's too many. Like it's it's disproportionate. Like that's just fact. But I don't mean people like this. He can stay. Yeah. (laughs) Igors are welcome. (laughs) We want more from that guy. (laughs) More of him, less of the psychiatrist explaining all of Sarah's research. We don't need a mansplain. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> creepy hippo-violating BFF slash psychi- Get out of here. You're also, how he just has too many facts. Like, it's just not believable. <laughs> not, I don't know. I don't like him. I would have it's liked if weird. maybe Igor gave some information. Like, Igor spoke. Oh, God, that would be creepy, yeah. Can you imagine how... Because he hasn't spoken this entire movie. He doesn't speak. So if he had right. said something, I would have been, like, hanging on to every wooden-toothed word. <laughs> I'd imagine he, like, whistles when he says his S's and stuff. Yes, give me all of that. And his voice is, like, abnormally low. And yes. he's definitely, like... Oh, yeah. That would be great. Or, like, really high. Oh, God, yeah. That's better. That's, like, almost Rocky Horror. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. God damn it. It always comes back to Rocky Horror. (laughs) Second musical. Yes. Only two this episode. Only two. Keeping it light. We still got time. Harry Potter three times. (laughs) Two musicals. (laughs) But just two. Three Harry Potter, two musicals. (laughs) We're doing good. Uh, Okay. Susie goes back to the school, and she's decides to do a little bit more research and she's kind of trying to review what she knows. And she remembers that Pat, before she ran away, said something about secret and something about blue irises. And so she goes to... I definitely thought she was talking about eyeballs. Really? The entire time until the moment it was not (gasps) an eyeball and it was a flower. Really? Yeah. So Really? Yep. 
Yes, I did. I was like an eye blue iris. Got it. Blue, blue. Oh, eyeballs. I didn't even think about that. I was like, did you mishear the word iris? But you meant like literally the like iris. Like the colored the- part of your eyeball. I was like blue iris. That would be like a very technical term for this movie. Well, I was like, I, I'm thinking of it like as I'm like a, I don't know, like I'm sketching criminal sketches or something. I'm like blue. Got it. What what was it? What did his oh, jaw really? look like? Yeah, I was like, did you notice that literally during that conversation where she mentions the blue iris for the first time? It's literally two feet from the blue iris. No. Yeah, she's telling the headmistress. She's like, oh, there's one more thing I remembered. Like she said, secret, and she said blue iris, and she's sitting in front of the blue iris, Kate. So you, you're a so, bad detective. Well, God damn it! <laughs> I had latched on to. I'm like, I'm like. Looking for someone with blue eyeballs. That was the first thing I said. I was like, bitch, turn around. It's right the fuck behind God you. damn it. All right, listen. <laughs> I never said I was a good detective. I just said I played Nancy Drew. And that's how I learned the <laughs> Italian word for yellow. Listen, me and you, we got a new Hardy Boys thing going where you help me stop being so literal all the time. <laughs> and I can solve mystery. You just like take my body and you just turn it in the right direction. I'm like, got it. This got way. It. There it is. <laughs> there it is. You're like, no, <laughs> this way. God yeah, damn yeah. it. It's right there. They did that the whole on, time. on purpose, for sure. Oh, well, for sure. Because this guy is a genius. Dario Argento is a genius. Yeah. And I'm a fucking idiot. So Very cool. And I do like the idea of a secret room. I'm always down for like a secret oh, room. Oh, my God. A chamber of secrets, if you will. So that's the chamber of secrets parts, right? Is is yeah. there? there is a secret room in this movie, which I love. I adore it. Same. Oh, and also, we're about to head into our second thunderstorm in this oh, yeah. movie. Q second thunderstorm. Q thunderstorm number two, because I can't get mm-hmm. enough of that shit. And she basically turns this blue iris, and a door opens, and it's the coolest shit ever. Yeah, it's a, it's like a, and it's like a, like a thing on a, like a knob on a wall. Yeah, yeah. She finds a secret room where the headmistresses and a bunch of the staff are having like a secret meeting and talking about how they have to kill her like right at the moment she like yeah. finds them. I was like, all right. They're like, <laughs> they're like, we have to kill the American that's girl. That's right. She's like hiding behind a little curtain. Yeah. Which was a good place to hide, honestly. Yeah. Convenient they had curtains. Then she hears them saying this so she like is startled and she backs up and she backs up into a um, table on which Sarah's disfigured body is laying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And by disfigured, something's different with her eyes. Like, did they do something to her eyes? Like, they're, like, wide open. Like, I don't know if they, like, cut her eyelids off or some shit, but her throat is obviously slit. And then she's also has, like, nails, like, Jesus Christ nails in her wrists. You know what it looked like? But she's dead, so. It looked like the Jesus figurine from the original Carrie. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's you're what right. she looked like to me. Yeah. Oh, that's a good reference. Even I the like hair, it. all of it. You're right. Yeah. She has like very, like her eyes are like almost glowing. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So she finds the body. She gets scared. She runs into like another room and she is now in this super spooky, creepy room with like very cool art sculptures mm-hmm. and a like canopy bed with a woman sleeping in the canopy bed snoring that creepy weird snore that they mm-hmm. all heard and talked about before the snore of the headmistress that's supposed to be like the headmistress who's away yeah. so she's like oh shit yeah this is the headmistress whatever so she like 
backs up and knocks over a sculpture. Oops. And it crashes and makes a loud noise and wakes up this lady. And Susie grabs a sharp piece of the broken sculpture because she's like weapon, which is something Good I would girl. do. I'd be like, yeah, where can I fucking <laughs> find something? That's right. And so she grabs a piece of the sculpture and she goes to the bed and to see who's there, which I think is a pretty bold move. Mm-hmm. And there's no one in the bed. But she's talking to her. At that point. You hear. But she can hear the voice. Yeah. The she voice. can hear the voice of this woman. Helena Marcos. Helena Marcos, who started this entire coven at this, this Greek um, witch who started this entire coven at this German ballet. At this point in time, the woman is saying, you think you're going to kill Helena Marcos? And so everyone who had been paying attention to like, you know, the rant that the psychiatrist did or whatever, they find out that this is the woman that he said, you know, that she had suspected of starting everything. So this is like the head witch lady that's, you know, has been alive since 1800s, whatever. Um, So as she's hearing this lady, she doesn't see anything in the bed. And then all of a sudden she hears a voice coming from behind a mirror on the other side of the room. And the mirror is like a very antique, large Mirror that's attached to the wall it reminds me of Snow White mirror. <gasps> yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And a really creepy hand appears from behind the mirror and like pulls the mirror open almost. And Susie, you're expecting to see, you know, an old witch lady, but what you see is Sarah's disfigured body that's resurrected and Horrible. coming at her with a knife. And it's the coolest fucking shit ever. Yeah, that would do me in. Can I just say that would be that would, like if, if you <laughs> if I had just seen your body and you just come fucking <laughs> running up to me with like a weapon. She had like a knife. With a knife. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have survived is all I'm saying. I would have been like, I guess I'm crazy. Like, I feel like in all these instances, I would just be like, guess I'm nuts. I don't know. I don't know. I No, I I think you think that, but I think you would have absolutely like curb stomped my revived corpse. Uh, Yeah, I probably would have. (laughs) You can can compartmentalize that shit. You're like, that ain't you. (laughs) Dead. If someone was like, this is a witch resurrecting Kate's body. No, I would not be like, gonna yeah. say that. No, but that's the thing it's is implied. like in my head, I would just be like, I've lost my mind. Like, yeah. It, whenever these things happen, I'm just like, I don't believe any of this is really happening. And I guess I'm crazy. Like that's where my mind would go. I guess you'd die, right? I guess you'd get like barbed wired. Probably. No, I don't think so. I think that you would have like, ki- just like kind of like kicked me mm. right in the chest. <laughs> like an Avenger. <laughs> Well, it's cool because she doesn't even get a chance to, like, fight her friend because she looks back at the bed and this thunderstorm is happening. And so she's seeing these flashes of lightning. And when the light, you know, gets bright, she'll see, like, the outline of a body that's, like, still there, but, like, wearing an invisibility cloak. (gasps) Harry Potter! (laughs) Oh, my God. That was on purpose. (laughs) And so she can see, like, the outline of a person, but she can't see, like, the person and she's like, oh, this bitch is playing like, you know, visual tricks on me or whatever. Oh, she so thinks she ends she's up, smart, huh? Yeah. So then she remembers the guy, the psychiatrist saying or whatever, the professor saying you kill like the main person. You kill like the yeah. person who started the coven and you <laughs> kill the coven. OK, he made great. it very clear. Yes. And she's, she's like, all right, I guess I'll just stab this bitch. So then. She stabs that bitch. this witch <laughs> and the witch dies, whatever. Right in the Did neck. Did you find out 
Did you find out who this lady is? Oh, no. Is she important? Oh, my God. Kate, LOL. You're going to love this. No, am I dumb? So according to Jessica Harper. Who plays Susie. The woman who played, yeah, the woman who played Helena Marcos is a 90-year-old former prostitute who Dario Argento found on the streets of Rome. It's not her voice, though. It's the voice of someone else, but it's her face. Outstanding. 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 The voice is Daria. (gasps) The the co-writer. Yes. Oh! Isn't that cool? I love everything about that. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good for good for both of them. Because uh-huh. we have Dario Argento, the director, who got to have his little Robin Williams hand in there. And we have Dario Nicolotti, who got to have her beautiful voice, you know, yeah. dubbed over this 90s, 90-year-old Roman prostitute. And that's fabulous. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that they do little mini cameos. That's good shit. I, I love like it. it. That's some low-budget shit right there. I don't know how much Alira is, but I'm going to guess it's not a ton in 1977. <laughs> <laughs> 10 liras for that prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Which is like point zero 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 one cent. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, that's the funnest fact you've given me so far. I love that. I know. I was like, I hope she didn't read this because I can't wait to tell you. I did not read that. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, yes. Um, so as this witch dies, Sarah's corpse vanishes. Great. And the headmistresses in the next room, I guess they like vanish or like start becoming wounded i i honestly can't remember oh, i don't like, remember either because it shows them like like being wounded like they're like oh and they're like groaning yeah i remember them being like in pain like they were dying right, right. i guess that's the implication is they're gonna die too but she ends up running out of the building and the dance academy is on fire and it's just like burning it down hell yeah it is it's on fire <laughs> and that's the end yeah she like just escapes into the thunderstorm as the dance academy is consumed by the flames. And And she's like laughing. She's like, she's like relieved and I get it. But at the same time, it's like, wow, you processed that shit real quick. I don't think she did. I think she is. I think that that's, that's a you reaction, Ariana. To laugh. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. That was weird. That was so strange. (laughs) How kooky. Was that my best friend? Was that my only friend in this country? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dead? That's so nutsos. I would not be laughing. That would be crazy. That's bananas. <laughs> I would have died. I would have died in the barbed wire pit. So, like, don't worry. Don't, don't wait for me. <laughs> don't wait for me. I'm dead. I'm long dead. But, yeah, that's Suspiria. And it is. I got to know, Ariana. Do you, you? I think you like this movie. Do you like this movie? You know, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't say anything. Okay, okay, okay. Don't say anything because okay. now is the best part. Now is the part where we rate this movie. Wait, what about critical reception? I don't want to do that yet. Okay. I want you to tell me how you feel. <laughs> okay. I want you to tell me. I want you to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 with how you feel about this movie. Then I'll listen to critical reception. But I want to know how you feel. Got it. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10. Nine. <gasps> <laughs> Nine out of ten sensible, brightly colored dancers cardigans. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so happy. <laughs> so brightly colored and sensible. I, I love it. Oh my God. I love it. 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 Is that what you did too? Close. Mm, ten. <laughs> 
Fuck you. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Maybe it's a 10 or it's a zero. That's it. <laughs> this got 10 out of 10 dead yeah. ballerinas. Dead ballerinas. That's good right. Dead ballerinas. <laughs> 10 out of 10. A couple of notes, but not many. And they're honestly, they're honestly nitpicky notes for a gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. movie. I loved all of it. I loved the kills so much. I loved the witchies. I loved mm-hmm. the, the huge, like these colossal, intricate, ornate set pieces. I loved the yeah. long shots. I loved everything. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly Same. everything. <laughs> if, it's, if, it's, if I loved everything, that's an 11 out of 10. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We have an 11 out of 10 is the maximum, actually. Have you seen Spinal Tap yet? No, what's that? God damn it. We got to get you some culture. Spinal this Tap? This is Spinal what Tap. Is that? All right. For my, spy, for my Christopher Guest fans, I'm referencing the, the amp that goes up to 11. There's like an amp like, that goes up to 11. It's like, it's like a mockumentary. And they're like, yeah, but that's still like maximum. He's like, nah, this one goes up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I feel about horror movies. Kate has just about 10% more capacity for emotion than most people so that's that's, that's it. how this 10. manifests <laughs> yeah, that's right i'm trying to bring it back to like a realistic frame yeah 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 well what Fair. what did people think of this movie because i actually i didn't look up critical reception of either okay. movie. i didn't look it up for this one i didn't look it up for the remake i don't think people like the remake oh well they never do right for this one what do you think oh so does this does this have like a rotten tomatoes presence first of all yeah okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna say critics adored this movie I'm going to say this was like a 96 for critics. I'm going to say audiences gave it like a 95. Hmm. Oh, okay. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. A little bit worse for both. No. Very close. Very close. 93 for critics. Oh, okay. And 83 for audience. I'll take it. I will gladly take yeah. it. I will gladly yeah. take that. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's a very good horror movie. It's very good. Yeah transcends genre boundaries. Yeah, and I just want to, again, emphasize that this this type of movie, and this movie specifically, too, they were both, like, significant influencers of American horror and the American slasher genre. So, like, think about, like, what we were watching in, like, the 50s, right? We were watching, like, classic movie monsters, universal monsters, and then we just dove into slashers headfirst in, like, the late 70s, early 80s. Right. And a lot yeah. of that is because of the Jallo movies, these kinds of movies. So, wow. so glad I finally got around to watching it. <laughs> Sorry it took yeah. me so long. But I can say that, like, I'm like a real, like, I'm a real horror movie critic now. <laughs> I'm special. Barely. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I definitely really appreciated whoever recommended this to us because I feel like this was very on vibe with what me and Kate like and yeah. what the club likes i feel like as well yes I, we got a lot this was a heavily recommended movie uh, I, yeah. I wish i could shout out everyone but i do again want to just shout out max who has been begging me to watch this for a long time carly again who recommended this i think back when the podcast first started this is oh, like really yeah i because i keep a list of all the movies you guys recommend i keep a list of what movies they are who recommends them um and this was like one of the like it's like in the top 20 recommendations that i ever got so, wow. Yeah, and this podcast has I'm been glad going. It won. Yeah, I'm glad it won two, three years later, or whatever the fuck. Right. Goddamn. Outstanding. Well, this is the tough part. This is the scoreboard. 
I don't think it's going to be that hard, though, because we we kind of agree, right? Yeah. So I agree. I'll just let you go ahead and like kind of slot it where you think it deserves to go. But for you guys who are unfamiliar, um, on our website, nightlighthorrormovieclub.com, we have a little section that's our scoreboard. It's awful. It's it's, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful and it's awful. And it's all the movies that we've watched, most of them with a few exceptions um, that were exempt that we rank on a we slot all together at one out of one to so far 83. So this is going to be the 84th movie that we slot on the scoreboard. That's crazy. That's nuts. So where do you think? What are you thinking? So I'm looking right now. I would be, honestly, I'm not sure that it's top 10 for me, okay. but I would do anything between like 10 and 30. I agree. Um, So number 10 is Vampire's Kiss, which it's not better than Vampire's Kiss. Very few movies are. So <laughs> let's just keep going. I am so obsessed with that movie. Oh, Exorcist? Probably below that for you. Yeah. How about Below Signs? Obviously, Signs is sacrosanct. Ooh, let's compare this to The Babadook. Because Babadook is number 20. I think I like this better than the Babadook. Okay, better than Babadook. I think I would agree. And I I love... Uh, I think it's equal. I think it's equal to the Babadook, and that says a lot. Babadook, Babadook got 10 out of 10 something. So above that is Oculus, The Conjuring, Signs. I like those for other reasons. Yeah, I know, I feel it's like hard. It is really hard to compare these directly, but I think we're in the right region. Well, underneath Babadook, we have Midsommar and Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Which are both I mean, trippy movies. Yeah, I do love trippy. What do you think? This or this or Hereditary? I really like Hereditary. I do too. <laughs> uh, I do too. I was literally watching a YouTube documentary about, like a YouTube video essay about Hereditary, like, I don't know, five days ago. And Nick was out late and he came home and the bedroom <gasps> door was locked. And he's like, why is this locked? I'm like, okay, I watched this video essay about Hereditary. And I'm terrified. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> So, Tony Collette's going to come in Tony Collette here. is crawling on the ceiling. Yeah. So I'm going to say this is below Hereditary. So below Hereditary is Scream. Carrie. Okay, Carrie. That's a good comparison. I like this better than Carrie. Okay, I think I do too. Yeah. Um, Better than Scream? No, it just can't. So 24. Okay. Above New Carrie, 24. above The Shining, above Creep, above Little Shop of Horrors, above The Descent, above The Witch. I mean, I think The Witch should be a lot higher, but that's just me. I think this outwitched The Witch. And I like The Witch. Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh, I really like that one. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's a different vibe. Sorry. So number 24, you're okay with that? Yeah. All right. I love it. Num- new, new number 24. 24. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for suggesting this movie and sticking with this podcast, some of you guys, for as long as you have. We love you. We're nothing without you. We appreciate you so much. And I just hope everyone's having a really wonderful Halloween season. Yes. Amazing. Hope we're oh, sipping it's been coffee. So great. Yeah. Watching Hill House yes. or Bly Manor or Midnight Mass. You know, anything Mike Flanagan. One of the three. <laughs> if you're like, oh my God, like, and I do this all the time where I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm in the season yet and I want to get into the season. Oh. The way you do that is with Mike Flanagan. That's and true. he will get you there. He'll get or you there. Kate's Kate's instrumental Spotify playlist. Oh my god! We'll get you there. Listen, I'm going to talk to you guys. We got to talk about. Have you listened to the playlist? Yeah, I've been listening to it like the last week. Have you really? Yeah, while I'm like putting my Halloween decor oh up, my I'm like, God, it's so uh, spooky, so right? 
That's why I wanted to rewatch Blind Manor because I was like, oh, this it's, fucking music. Blind Manor is heavily featured on the instrumental playlist. Okay, yeah. so listen, I'll post it. I have a playlist section on our Instagram. I will post it. And I just want to make it clear, like, this is a collaborative playlist, so people can add to it. But I think I'm going to have to restrict it because um, some of you guys for, uh, don't understand instrumental means no words. No words. It distracts from the vibe. Oh, like people can add yeah. to it? Yeah, right now they oh. can. I think that that might be taken away, and I'm really sorry. But if you guys, <laughs> if you go to it and it's still, and it's not collaborative anymore, I'm really sorry. It was because I had to. Um, but go email us at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com, and I will add things. I will just, vet, I'm really just vetting them to make sure that they are instrumental and they are spoopy. That's all I care about. But we have everything yeah. from Dance Macabre to like, like what you said, like the soundtrack to Bly Manor, which is hauntingly beautiful. So good. So yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and, and also don't forget, you can listen to all of our spooky episodes to get you in the vibe. We've got Halloween. Yeah. Don't listen to that one if you love Halloween. First of all, I just want to say for the record <laughs> to my Halloween fans who I have, you know, offended time and time again. I went to Horror Nights where there is a Halloween themed house, like the original Halloween um, this is unrelated. I got lost in it, and Michael Myers had to point me. <laughs> no way. Yes, he did. Oh, my God. Michael Myers had to be like, that way. And I was like, thanks, Mike. I got lost. Um, <laughs> thanks, Mikey. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> but I bought the shit out of y'all's Halloween merch, and I do it every single year. I have like a ha- I have a Michael Myers head on my desk that carries my paper clips in it. So as much as I diss y'all's franchise, I support the hell out of it. So yeah. It's a fun franchise to support. It really is. It's fun. I, I have a good time. It's really fun. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you guys are having an awesome Halloween. I hope you already have your uh, Halloween costumes because TikTok. <gasps> mm, Kate, I have to tell you what I'm going to be. I figured it out. <gasps> what are you going to be? I'm going to be Barbara from Beetlejuice. Shut the fuck up. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to get a wig. No, you're it's not. Gonna be great. Oh, my God. No, you're not. Are you serious? <laughs> and Will has an Alec Baldwin looking thing. Oh, my God. Jealous. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it so much. You're gonna be like Gina Davis. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, I want to cry. Tell everyone what you're gonna be, Kate. No, it's dumb. (laughs) No, now it sounds dumb. Yours is so much cooler. No, but yours is ironic, and that's the funny part. Yeah, it's funny. You guys don't get it. It's funny. Also, Kate does ironic things and it's great. Also, I was just full on Chucky last year. So, like, I get to do this. Yeah. But also, if I want to be slutty, I can be slutty. So I am going to be <laughs> Elle Woods in her full pink bunny costume when she goes to the costume party that's not actually a costume party, but she like rocks it. So I've got my little like pink corset. I'm going to hot glue my pink boa to it. I haven't figured out the pants situation because she doesn't wear any. <laughs> so, mm. Is it cold in Durham right now? It's, or not, no? it's not cold. It's not that cold. Um, It will be, but I will. I will. I will wear underwear with a cotton ball on the back of it. Like, that's not a problem. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, because yeah. Elle Woods doesn't give a fuck, right? Yeah. Doesn't give two fucks. Yeah. So I think I, I think that, and I, oh my God, the mini bag. Did I show you the mini bag? Did you? I think you did, but I don't remember. I have a hot pink little mini purse. <laughs> it's so Elle Woods. It's so incredible. Kate does ironic shit. This is her <laughs> being Chucky one year and fucking Elle Woods next year. <laughs> this pretty much sums up Kate as a person. People did. Zero or 10. <laughs> Zero to 11. That's right. It goes all the way up to 11. You just got to remember that. (laughs) You got to prepare yourself. Steal yourself. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys have a wonderful, spooky Halloween. We love you. And we will see you guys next time. And until then, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.